Our gospel lesson will be Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Luke 2, 1 through 20. We invite you to follow along in your pew Bible or listen for the word aloud or read along in your own personal Bible. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, from Nazareth to Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was, he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to, to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no, room, no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph, the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what that had been told about them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these things in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. You know, there are certain scriptures that you just expect to hear, don't you? There are certain scriptures... Certain stories that are so central to our faith, we, we think about them. I love this line from this text where it says, Mary pondered these things in her heart. And there are certain scriptures, I think, that are so valuable to us and so important to us that our hearts almost ache from them. You came to church tonight probably expecting to hear that passage, didn't you? All the Christmas accounts in Scripture, it's the one that I think we're most familiar with because we hear it so often in church. I always think of the Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas special when Linus recites it. This is a, a passage of Scripture that we all hold very dear to our heart. And frankly, we've all heard preached from a thousand times. You've all heard this passage on this night because it's so beautiful and because it's so central to the account and to the story of the birth of Christ. This is one of those key passages of our faith. This is one of those key passages that we keep coming back to over and over again because it means so very much to us. This is one of those bedrock passages of Scripture that we all know. We all know when Caesar Augustus was emperor and when Quirinius was governor. We know the story. And that's beautiful. There's something beautiful about the familiar. One of my favorite quotes is by C.S. Lewis, 
when someone asked him about how he could do the same scripture reading each day and, and go to worship in a regular pattern. And Lewis says, my dear, it's not considered dancing to you no longer count the steps. There's something beautiful about the familiar. But there's also something dangerous about the familiar. Because we've heard it so many times, we stop paying attention. You know how it is when you find yourself singing a song that you've sang so many times and you don't even know the words? You know what I mean? Well, what letter comes after W in the alphabet? You know what you're doing right now? You're singing the song, aren't you? A, B, C, D. You know, you sing the song. You've sung it so many times. That's probably how you do it. That's how I do it at least. Except I mouth the words because I don't sing well. So, you... <laughs> hey, it's, come on, y'all. We got guests here. Behave, okay? Seriously? I can't take you people anywhere, you know? So, you, it becomes familiar. And that's beautiful. But it's also dangerous. Because we stop paying attention. We just kind of go with it. So what do you do about that? That's, I think it's one of the great dangers of Scripture sometimes is we stop paying attention. We start taking it for granted. We stop listening because we've heard it so many times. We've heard the story over and over and over again that it just becomes kind of part of who we are. And we don't stop and marvel at it. We don't stop and wonder at it. We don't, we don't really pay attention. So tonight, what I want you to do. There's a couple ways you can address this. One, the primary way is when you read the Bible, pray. Pray, breathe, listen, pay attention. But secondly, one of the cool tricks you can do is when you're reading scripture and you're looking at a passage that you've read so many times, put yourself in the middle of it. Put yourself in the middle of what you're reading. What do you see? What's new? What's different? For instance, in this text we just read, imagine you were the shepherds. You're sitting there. It says they were living in the field. Y'all, shepherds are some of our favorite parts of the Christmas story, aren't they? Because we always think of the kids, and they're so cute, and it's beautiful. Y'all, shepherds were, were nasty. <laughs> Willie saying, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. The Willie Nelson of Galilee would have sang, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be shepherds. Because they lived in the fields. There aren't a lot of showers back then, back out there. This is before shower trucks. They didn't have them. It was not a particularly attractive job. And you had to as a shepherd. You had to defend your sheep. Think about David in the Old Testament. When David was a shepherd, he killed lions. He killed bears. He killed these things that came after his sheep. So to be a shepherd was a difficult job. It was a, it was a challenging job. It was a hard job. So there these shepherds are. Minding their business. Watching their sheep. They didn't even know it was Christmas Eve, y'all. They had no idea. They had not gotten the email. They hadn't even finished shopping yet. They didn't know it was Christmas Eve. They're sitting there and boom, the heavens open 
and the glory of God showed around them. The angel choir descended and said, glory to God, peace to those whom he favors. The heavens opened and the glory of God poured out. Well, they were just sitting there minding their business. They were just sitting there in the office at 2 p.m. writing an email and drinking coffee. They weren't looking for God and God just showed up. There they were, just an ordinary common night, watching their sheep, hoping no bears or wolves or coyotes show up. And the glory of God shone around them. God invaded their space. God's not a big fan of personal space, y'all. He'll give you a choice, but he'll get all up in your business. And he will show up where you least expected. So the glory of God showed around the angel, around the shepherds. They saw God in his full glory. So then they said, go and see, go and see. Cause I want to imagine, imagine if you're sitting there as a shepherd and the angelic choir shows up and they said, go and see. Well, let's go y'all. Let's go see what they're talking about. And so they go In a manger, an ordinary, common couple, Joseph and Mary, they weren't royalty. There wasn't anything particularly even special about them. They were just an ordinary couple from Galilee, from Nazareth. Not much there. It's not quite Bogachetta, but it's close. Not much there. So they went, they were minding their business, and the divine showed up. And then the divine pointed them to the Savior. And they go to the Savior, and they find ordinary common folk that God had blessed. See, y'all, to me, that's the, that's the beauty of the incarnation. That's the beauty of Christmas. That's the beauty of Christmas Eve. That's what makes this amazing. Because they're sitting there looking for the divine. And they find regular folk. You know what my favorite Christmas account is in Scripture? I love John's Christmas story. You know, Luke has, has the one we're familiar with, and, and Matthew has the wise men showing up in a little bit. But this is John's Christmas story. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. And the Word, the, word, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The very nature, the very Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us, not in the houses of royalty, not in the houses of power, but in an ordinary couple, Mary and Joseph, in an ordinary manger, in an ordinary stable found by ordinary shepherds. And God's glory showed up when you least expected it. God's glory showed up in a way that you didn't expect it. God's glory showed up in a way that you couldn't have anticipated. God took the common and the ordinary and the regular and made it divine. 
That's what God does. That's what God does. God takes the ordinary. God takes the regular. God takes the unexpected. And he incarnates it. He shows up in ways that you don't expect. One of the oldest Methodist hymns is one by Charles Wesley. And Are We Yet Alive? It's a hymn that is really, it's kind of hard to work into most services because it really has a specific purpose. It's put there for when you open up an annual conference to talk about, hey, since the last time we met, it's been a tough year, hadn't it? This isn't New Year's. Not there yet, but this might have been a hard year for you. You might have faced challenges. You might have faced heartbreaks. You still might be facing challenges. You still might be facing pains. And what I'm telling you, friends, is it's okay. Because here's the thing. If you're looking and you're praying and you're paying attention, God's going to show up when you least expect it. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what God does, y'all. He gets all up in our business. And he shows up in ways we don't expect, in places we don't expect, in people we don't expect, in locations we don't expect, everywhere we don't expect, because that's what the incarnation is. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. I don't care what your newspaper says or the news or the internet or Facebook. It's all good, y'all. Jesus Christ has come among us. We don't live in fear. We don't live in doubt. We don't live in hate. We don't live in worry. We live in the power of the incarnation. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. You are loved. No matter what's going on, no matter what has gone, no matter what's going to go on. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. You are never alone. You are never forgotten. You are never forsaken. The glory of the Lord shown all around them. Emmanuel. To those walking in darkness, a great light has shown. God gets all up in our business, y'all. He does not do personal space. Thank the good Lord for that. Fear not, for I am with you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You will never walk alone. May the sovereign God of heaven open our eyes to his presence in all of life. And may we see his glory every day of our life. Let us pray.